0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our part one episode of the quarterbacks of the Senior Bulls. We're going to break down the quarterbacks of the Senior Bowl in this two-part episode, all on episode two twenty-five of the Pride Podcast. Blue With the seventh pick in the twenty twenty-one NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle,
0: Oregon. Oh, he's got-
1: it straight in. Jared, goal. Yes. Yes. down, Detroit Lions. DJ yes. they did it.
0: They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh baby, how big is
2: that? Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode two twenty-five on the blue wire network i am your host tyler joined by my two guys as always malcolm and pierre how you boys doing today
3: i am doing great tyler the weather's not that bad in this winter it's been pretty nice out can't complain man i know malcolm's living the life in that 70 degree weather sunny by the beach every day he was just telling us how it's pouring right now
1: <laughs> what is going on yo it is bad down here i mean not really bad I mean, Define if i'm weather- bad the weather is nice. I mean, yeah, it is 70 degrees, but God damn it, I was just out in the road, and it is floods everywhere. It's flooded. It has been raining all day. It's like, it has been bad. It, as far as, like, the rain, it sucked. The rain sucked today. It I mean, wasn't a good day as far as the weather forecast.
3: I have a question for you, Malcolm. Would you rather be in, like, 20 to 30 degree weather I'd rather be in or rain. 70 degree weather?
1: I'd rather be in rain. There you go. I hate, man. I hate rain. Great rain, rain. I mean, it does suck. I mean, especially when you're you can't out on do the anything. Road. Especially when you're out on the road, man. It was crazy. That's
2: scary driving. I'll take this <laughs> nine degree weather any day.
1: Tyler says it's scary driving. It's scary driving in the snow. It wasn't snowing though. It was nine
2: degrees. Uh, it was. Well, it was. Saying,
1: it was saying, like, yeah. Oh, Yeah. No,
2: yeah. Like I especially. I I think rain is scarier than snow to drive in though.
3: Hell no. Hell
1: no. Hell no. The thing is, if your city's prepared for it, yeah, it's probably not as bad. But I'm going to give you an example. In Texas, they had a freeze a couple of years ago. I remember and that. It one. was bad as hell. I'm talking about nobody was ready for that shit. So they were just crashing it. Like, <laughs> highways, it was just like crash after, crash after crash after crash after crash. Nobody was ready for it. And
2: so, they, didn't even, they didn't even really get snow. Like, they Okay, inch snow. <laughs> that wasn't even like snow. They,
1: they were calling it a freeze, man. I and know. You know I, you know, I do insurance. So it was like, they were like, oh, my, my pipe burst from the snow. I was like, uh, here's a claim. You know, file your claim. But yeah, it's... It's it's tough. It, it was it was tough. They weren't expecting it. Yeah.
2: I'm, t- I'm talking more like the heavy rain. I hate the heavy rain, dude. Like when you're driving, especially if it's on the highway, I mean that's scary, dude. The yep, sn- no, that was me today. Yeah, like the snow, it's like I mean, everyone's driving slow. I mean, same with the rain, but you can't see anything in the rain. At least in the snow, you could kind of see what's going happening. It's you're gonna be slipping and stuff, but you could you could kind of control uh, a little bit. Man, I'll
1: that's when your snow. driver instincts come in, man. You just gotta know, look at the lines and just drive.
2: Yeah, see, with the snow, yeah, I mean, with the rain, you, you, there's nothing. I don't know, but that's that's a different discussion on a different day. Yeah. Uh, for today's episode, we're going to talk about the quarterback, specifically going to be participating at the Senior Bowl, and maybe some guys that could be on the Lions' radar for this upcoming 2022 NFL draft. Maybe some guys we like, maybe some guys we don't really like that much. Do we want the Lions to take a quarterback? We're going to kind of address all of that in this episode, and then we'll probably do another episode a week after or the week of, of the Senior Bowl to see a little more of these guys and have more evaluation on these guys. So this is before the Senior Bowl. Our evaluations on the quarterbacks going to be at the Senior Bowl. So all the juniors entering the draft, guys like Matt Carell, we will not be covering in this episode. We're going to only be covering the seniors. So with that being said, let's get on to the lion side, which... Pierre actually told me that this was handpicked by the Lions staff. They picked these three specific quarterbacks that they want to work specifically with. They're gonna get a look at all six of the quarterbacks gonna be there, but they get more of an evaluation, more time practicing with these three well, quarterbacks.
3: Well, Tyler, to, to like to answer that though, like they didn't necessarily pick these. They had like two rosters. Like I don't know if you guys saw the rosters posted on Twitter, but Brett Holmes had a first choice. It was this roster or that roster, and he chose this roster. I don't know if it's because of the QBs or a different position. But if I had to guess, man, these QBs, um, they all had something improved. The ones on the Lions side. We'll get into that. Yep.
2: And, you know, if you look at the trend right now with the Lions side, they got a lot of guys from the West Coast, a lot of Pac-12 players. And, you know, that's something that Brad Holmes likes a lot. He likes those West Coast players. So maybe to keep an eye out for in this upcoming draft, look out for those West Coast players. All right. Let's start off with the quarterback. The lines we'll be specifically working with at the Senior Bowl. So you got Sam Howell from North Carolina. You got Malik Willis from Liberty, and you got Bailey Zapp from Western Kentucky. And on the other side, working with the Robert Sala Jet staff, you got Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. You got Carson Strong from Nevada, and you got Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. So let's talk about the line side first. I want to start off with Sam Howell because Sam Howell, before the college football season, was you know, I wouldn't say the consensus, but a lot of people thought this guy could be the first quarterback taken off the board. And if you look at the super early mock drafts, Sam Howell was one of those guys that was projected to be a Detroit Lion. Um, Now, things have changed a lot since then, because Sam Howell didn't really live up to the expectations that I think the media and the fans really expected. And now he's in a position to probably be Maybe that first round range, maybe even that early day two, it could really go any way for Sam Howell. It's going to be interesting. But I'm going to start off with you, Pierre. You seem like a Sam Howell type of guy. You've talked a lot about him. You you raved about him on Twitter. I saw your tweet saying he is QB1.
0: (laughs) Tell me about Sam Howell.
3: Um, Well, I want to start with this. The reason why he struggled, he lost four NFL guys. Uh, Javante Williams with the Broncos. Um, Diami Brown, I believe he's with Washington. Daz Newsome and the other back Michael Carter Michael Carter I believe he's with the Jets yep so he lost NFL talent when you lose NFL talent that's hard to replace and no one really stepped up on none of the receivers really stepped up for North Carolina there was a there's a guy named Josh Downs he's okay but no one really took that number one role that they had so everything was kind of put on his shoulders and you saw he was he was making more mistakes because he was trying to do more to make his team win one thing, though, with him this year is he improved on his mobility. He was actually a good runner this year. He broke some tackles, too. Um, but the thing is, like, this is when I say QB, you want, I don't mean, like, number one pick. This quarterback class is, like, there's no top guy to me. It's, like, it's kind of pick whoever you like and roll with it. Like, if someone came up to me and said, right now, uh, can you pick is my number one QB? I mean, it's hard to argue with that, right? Or if someone told you Malik Willis is their number one QB, it's hard to argue with that because all these guys have something to prove. None of them are perfect. There's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no Trey Lance. There's no Zach Wilson. There's no Joe Burrow. There's none of these guys. These guys all have something to prove.
1: There's no Mac Jones. Who? Yeah, we Mac actually Jones. have a
3: couple.
2: We actually have a couple Mac Jones. I think Jones there is a track. Mac Jones. I think <laughs> there actually is a Mac Jones. It'd be interesting if, uh, not to get too off topic, if Mac Jones was in the draft to see what quarterback he would be ranked. I don't know what he'd be ranked. I, I wonder if some teams would maybe prefer some of these other guys still. I think he'll be QB1. He might be. It might be. But um, yeah, to know. go on to your point with Sam Howell, so I want to get into this discussion. I'm on a on a boat. I'm on a team, I think, with a lot of Lions fans, but not all Lions fans, but with a good amount of Lions fans. I'm on the boat where I'm like, I don't want a quarterback at all in this draft. No point in this draft I want a quarterback unless it's like day three maybe Dan Campbell's working with a guy and he's like, okay, you know, maybe we, we see something in this guy. He could be a high end backup. He's a guy we could count on for a couple of games and we'll spend a fourth, fifth round pick on him. That's fine to me. I'm talking more about that first round, second round, and even third round range. I'm just not necessarily a fan of taking quarterbacks outside of the top 15, 20 range, even 20 is getting a little rich, but I just don't think quarterbacks necessarily work out after that range i mean how many quarterbacks could you name worked after that and i know everyone's gonna say tom six-round pick russell wilson he's a fourth-round pick like it it, it's been proven it could work but the track record is definitely very low compared to the good ones has there been good ones obviously there's been good ones but not to the same rate of how many bad ones have been outside that range so if the lines are going to go and get a quarterback this year which i don't see happening but if they're going to go out and get a quarterback this year they better be damn confident in that quarterback. And I don't think they should be waiting around till that Rams pick, wherever that's going to be, because we don't know where that Rams pick is going to be right now because they're still in the playoffs. I don't think they should be waiting till that Rams pick to make that pick on a quarterback. I think if you're that confident in a quarterback in the senior bowl or in this draft in general, go up and go get him. If you really like a quarterback, go up and go get him. Go trade up with the team in the teens. Go up and go get that quarterback and show that you're confident in this guy to be a franchise quarterback because if you wait till let's say 29 30 to take whoever sam howell malik equals whoever it may be he, he, it just doesn't show me the confidence that you have that this guy could lead your franchise it, it just seems like a waste to me at that point
1: yeah i'm i'm on board with you on this one 100 on board with you I, I don't believe you can draft a quarterback that late and you can just say honestly say that was a guy i loved that was a guy who i wanted all along like that was my guy usually when you draft a quarterback that late is because you're either following your board and that person just fell to you you know i don't think it's like oh like this is this is the guy that's gonna lead our franchise this is the guy like when they drafted you look at seattle when they drafted russell wilson in the fourth round (laughs) they had no expectation that he was going to lead their franchise they drafted in the fourth round to be you know to see what they could get from him. He wasn't going to be the franchise-changing quarterback. He just had a hell of a preseason, and they couldn't bench him. So, yeah, he ended up being Russell Wilson. But, yeah, he wasn't a guy they loved because he, they loved him. They would have moved up in the first round and got him. I mean, that that's how it is. Now, as far as Sam Howell, I still like him. And, you know, Pierre was actually brought up, you know, great points about, you know, him losing his talent to the NFL. And I'm not sure. Did you bring up um Domi Brown from? Yeah, he did. The- did? Yes, yeah. yeah, so he lost his main weapon. He lost all these guys, and just like Pierre said, he improved in his um, in his mobility. So you saw the scrambling. He was able to scramble, and he has he makes NFL throws. So I like what I see from him. I think he has a huge upside as far as being a good quarterback. Now I don't want to get too much into it, but. I think he could probably be QB1, just like Pierre said. It all depends. I mean, like, if you look at all these guys, I mean, what Sam Howell did the prior year, went before the he lost all his guys, he threw 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, threw a 68 completion percentage. So that's why the, all that hype happened, because, you know, he, he Darren near threw 70%, of you know, completed 70% of his passes his uh, sophomore year. So I think he could be QB1, honestly.
2: The only thing that scares me with Sam Howell is like when he doesn't have talent. Which you're gonna play more talented defenses than the ACC. Like the ACC is one of the, you know, it's not weak, but it's probably the third best division in college football, maybe even fourth. You can make, a, I think, an argument with the Pac-12 being maybe ahead of them, but whatever, right? Yeah. And it concerns me if he's having a tough time, you know, shredding up defenses without weapons. How is he gonna do in the NFL? Which yes, the weapons are gonna be better than what he had at North Carolina, but. That same thing comes the other way. You're going to be playing better defenses than you played in the ACC. There's no more Boston College's defenses out there. You're not playing those same defensive levels. Um, and, and when I see a quarterback like that and not the biggest conferences like Alabama or in the SEC or maybe even the Big Ten, I want to see you take over your team and really step up to the next level. And I thought Sam Howell was kind of disappointed this year. and He didn't really have the year that I expected him to have this year, honestly.
1: Tyler, I'm just gonna say this, man. When I'm usually when I'm looking at quarterbacks in college, I'm not looking at the wide open throws, and that's what a lot of people see. Like they'll see like a they'll throw they'll see a quarterback throw a 70 yard bomb, but the quarter, the wide receiver is wide open. They're like, wow, wow, look at that pass. I mean, <laughs> he beat the corner by like 20 yards. He's wide open. You know, what I'm looking at is the NFL type throws. Can you fit the ball between a tight window? You know, if they're playing zone, can you fit the ball between the zone? Stuff like that. And Sam Howell does that. That was, that, was, that was one of my big points on him.
3: Malcolm, I feel like me and you sort of stout quarterbacks. Somebody every year we have like our quarterbacks, like we like come similar. I know we were both high on Zach Wilson last year. Tyler yeah. wasn't as high on him. Um, But the thing is with Howell, man, I first of all, I want to say I disagree with you. how You guys say you don't love a guy. You don't take a guy if you don't love a guy, regardless if it's in 20s or in the 30s or second round. That's still a high pick. And that's still like a first round or second round pick. If he just falls to you and you get lucky, he falls to you. If you have intel that you think he'll fall to, you don't have to move up. Like for example, last year the Lions loved Zika, Le- Levi Onzuruki. Brad Holmes actually called to trade up. It was, I think, it was a little too much, and then his front office told him to calm down a little, and he fell to them, right? Okay, so, okay
2: but, but you're comparing a defensive lineman to a quarterback. If you're a
1: quarterback, I think you, it's the same thing, though. As a no, player, if you
3: love I, a player, no, it, I, I'm actually being serious. If you, love I disagree. A player,
1: so, 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 Pierre, say look at the situation. Say they love Malik Willis.
3: Yeah. All right. They trade the they, house.
1: They, say they love Malik Willis. Okay. The chance of the Malik Willis falling to anywhere between 25 to 32 is very slim because you got to look at all the QB needy teams that are ahead of Detroit. Unless they're going to use them, you know, pick up and round, you know, the second overall pick, which I'll slap everybody in the front office if they did that. But unless they did that, I mean, there's no gear. There's <laughs> really, uh, if you look at a percentage, I'll say there's like a 5% chance is, is, um, Malik Willis will be there. See, because I, I, you got to look at all the QB needy teams. There's the there's a lot of teams that needs a quarterback i think there's also that going to be
3: a lot of quarterback movement in the off season too um that's something we haven't talked about either so sure when you just look at quarterbacks like for example lamar jackson fell to 32 baltimore trade up from the second round and got him So like you have that fifth year option right so let's say the lions let's say they're at like number five or number 27 28 whatever it is yeah and then they have to pick, I think, 34, 35 to trade back up. What if they basically trade back up end of the first round and take a quarterback? Would you guys be mad about that? Or if they took a quarterback of that pick, then they traded up back in the first round and got another pick, got like the, the player they wanted originally. Would that right. piss you off? What is the scenario? Hold up. You lost me at one point.
2: All right. All right. <laughs> they, they
3: with the Rams pick, they take a okay. quarterback. Yes. No they trading look, up. They, they just basically left right. two players. But then they have their next pick. Like thirty-four, they move back up in the first round, and they get that player they wanted, non-quarterback right. So they basically have three first-round picks. Would that upset
1: you? But what, what quarterbacks are you expecting to be that to be there? That lead,
3: Malcolm. This is the thing with the NFL right now. Every team is different on these quarterbacks, right? Um, one guy I think that could be there. He's probably going to fall to the second or third due to medicals. is Carson Strong. Yeah, Maybe he's even. one person. Desmond Ritter, been. I feel like might fall to the second or third round. He's just not accurate, and yeah. accuracy is yeah. hard Even to otherwise. fix. Um, Sam Howell and Malik Willis, I have to have the most upside, but Kenny Pickett is the safest pick. So, those three guys I feel like are automatic first round picks Pickett, Willis, and Howell. Two of their upside, and the other guy's kind of like your safe pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's the kind of people who I see being there that late will be, you know, Desmond Ritter, uh, Carson Strong. You know, Bailey Zappi is going to be there. And time. then I
3: see Matt Corral, but he's so, not in the senior bowl. So, so, I mean, so,
1: you know.
2: my, so my question is to you, when you're taking a quarterback in the first round, you are expecting him to be your franchise quarterback, right or wrong? Absolutely. Okay, so you're waiting until 28, let's say, for example, for a quarterback. Nothing wrong that, with that. If that, the guy how,
3: fell to you, if you love the guy, how do you, you know that's going to happen though? Okay, but like, bro, sometimes teams have intel about who a guy likes, what the team likes, what he doesn't. Now, if the Lions also, let's say they move up, let's say they want to jump Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's at twenty. Let's say twenty. I'm not sure. Let's just say Pittsburgh's at twenty. Let's say they take the twenty eighth pick and maybe a second round pick, or I don't know, have the trade chart for me, third round pick, whatever, fourth okay. round pick. I don't know. Say they move up, uh, they take a first round pick and a pick or two, and they move up to beat Pittsburgh would that piss you off no because that shows me confidence okay.
2: that they want to jump a team but, but the if you're... thing is
3: though Tyler here's the thing what if that same player you think falls to, you don't have to trade off for him? that's you don't love him then you don't love him enough for... I disagree with that why are you taking him if you don't love him because
2: you're not showing the confidence you're taking a huge again I that...
3: disagree with that
2: why that any team could take me he's open he's open show your confidence show your balls go trade up for the guy
3: no, but the thing is, I'm saying if you have intel or if you think How do you that know another intel team
2: you don't. Bro, you, I mean, the the GM Kevin Colbert's going to call you. No, I'm not taking Malik Wilson. No, I'm going no, I'm I'm to let him fall to
3: you. No, what Tyler, intel are
2: you really
1: getting? You
3: talk to agents. You talk to uh, you talk to players who you meet with. There's like there's a bunch of stuff yeah, the NFL They
1: do a mock. They do a mock draft. They so they, they track they, guys. They have, they have a have
2: smoke them. screen is thrown in those mock drafts. You had literally mm-hmm. a, okay. You could have. You think you could have intel, but it could throw you off
3: board any any second. But draft. just to say, if they take a guy in the first round. It mean they love him. I disagree with that. 100. You don't take a guy to just take a guy. You have to love him.
1: Yeah, no, I understand I that. Mean, but they could they could take him because he was the best player on their board at that moment. I mean, or a guy like, or, or a guy who you probably didn't have on your board originally because you thought you had no chance of getting him, and then he falls to you. Like I think that's what happened with um quarterback for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson.
2: Jackson.
1: The Ravens had had. I, there's no way the Ravens knew who's gonna fall to him. <laughs> but he said you'll there. They're like, oh shit, look, look, this guy's here. Let's, let's grab him. You know, nobody picked him up. He's here. Let's pick him up. So that, that's what the Ravens did. Now. I think I'm, I'm a Tyler on this one. I think if you love a quarterback, show your like, confidence. Like, 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 we got to look what the 49ers did. They loved, they loved, um, Trey Lance. They moved up. You know the Bears. They loved Justin Fields. Yep. They moved up to get him. Like, the, when you when you love a quarterback, that's what you're willing to do to make sure to secure the, that guy to make sure that you're gonna get that guy. Now, if you're gonna wait back, that means you have a second, third, or fourth option.
3: Yep. But here's the thing, Malcolm. The Patriots love Mac Jones, but they were exactly. leaking that they love They were leaking that they loved Justin Fields. And what did the Chicago Bears do? They what? actually jumped up for Fields, basically. I think Chicago jumped up. Chicago spots.
2: showed their confidence, and they did show
3: their, their confidence. Fields. But that was smart. That's
1: that's the okay, guy who they
3: wanted. Say the Lions are going to work with obviously Howell, Willis, and Zappi in the Senior Bowl. They're going to be in meetings with them, the coaches. Like they're going to enact them. They're going to see how they are in the meeting rooms and all that. How they study everything, right? Yeah. So say they love. Howell and Willis, just, or because Zappi's not a first-round pick. Say they love these two guys; they wouldn't mind either one. Say both of them are on the board in that like twenty range. You trade up, or you let one fall to you? I go trade up if I really love the guy.
1: If both of them are there in the twenties, I'll be shocked. I'm just saying, like, okay, three, I'm just saying, if both, here, are, right? if both if are, if both there, are there, I think deal. they're they're the top three quarterbacks in this draft class. So if you have the top three quarterbacks fall to number twenty, I don't know. I, I, think see it. It I just don't see it happening. I think, like, you think know it could be would have, to one, uh, a lot of people have to happen. A, a lot of people have to like, draft unexpected picks. A lot. You're talking about a lot of teams, QB needing teams to draft unexpected for those two players to fall back there.
2: Right. And also the Lions are in a position, in my opinion, where they don't necessarily need to take a quarterback this year. I think you could wait a exactly. year and, and make that decision in 2023. You can give Jared Goff the year in 2022, see how he does, you make that decision at that point after the season. Is Jared Goff my answer? And if he's not, you got still another first-round pick and your first-round pick to go into 23. You have resources if you want to go sign a quarterback. <clears throat> Derek Carrick might be a free agent. You know he's my guy. <laughs> Just, you know, he might be an option. And you could always go out in the market too and always trade for a quarterback because you still have draft capital to do that so if you have <laughs> so many more options in my opinion in 2023 than you do right now you could build up the team right now in my opinion i'd spend those picks building the team and then i ultimately make the decision in 23 and see what i have to do after that but if brad holmes sees an option where malik willis and sam Howell are franchise quarterbacks and like they're can't miss
3: guys then you got to do it you got to go trade up and go get that guy yeah 100%. yeah i'm with you guys like if they love a guy go up and get him right yeah. because I mean, that's if you think he's your guy. I've, I've always said this, whoever it is, even if I don't think it, if they think it, that's their job. Absolutely. Go up and get him, whether it's Pickett, Ritter, Strong, Willis. Whoever it is. Well, yes. yep, I agree. Obviously, I wouldn't agree with some of them, but it's it's their job. They know more <laughs> than we do. Um, So, no, but uh, the thing is, I could also say this, Tyler. Like Mahomes didn't really play his first year, Lamar Jackson didn't really play his first year. What if you take a guy, you registered him, have him sit a year behind golf? And then the following – because we saw rookie quarterbacks struggle this year. I mean, yeah. we saw – it was bad, right, oh, with, with the rookie yeah. quarterbacks. And I still think so – huh? Oh, he struggled that, you know, in the most hey, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but overall, Mac Jones had a really good rookie. <laughs> no, he did, I feel yeah. like um, overall, though, like I still think highly of the top three guys. Obviously, Lance, they kind of wretched him. I feel like the Lions, if they love one of these guys, they're going to wretched him. I mean, Stayed a year behind golf. Maybe funny. if you need two years, two years, right? If golf plays well next year, he's still under contract, so you could keep him a following year, and you could keep developing this guy you have. And if golf works out, and you still have this guy, you could potentially trade one of these guys down the road, like if they're both talented, and you know what I mean. So, or you could trade Jared, or or you whatever, could trade whatever, Jared, whatever, right? Whatever. I mean, yeah, There's there's a million ways you could you could do this thing. Yeah, yeah. So I- you just have to find the guy. And I don't think Jared Goff is the guy right now. I think he's just there right now. He's kind of like that bridge. I would agree. Um, but they need to find that guy. Whether it's this year or next year or the following year, they need to because if they don't have that guy, they're not gonna go, they're not gonna they they might go to the playoffs, but they'll get bounced first round. Look at Jalen Hurts the first round, right? Look at um who was the other quarterback? Damn it. Mac. Mac Jones. I mean, Mac is decent. But like they're not that, they're not those guys, right? Like they're not those, like What I mean by guys, right now, look who's playing this weekend. You got Josh Allen. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Matthew Stafford. You got Tom Brady. You have Aaron Rodgers, and then you have like a wild card in Jimmy G. But Jimmy G's team is stacked all around. Don't forget Sexy Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, my bad. (laughs) All of these quarterbacks, I think we could all agree, all these quarterbacks except one are elite quarterbacks, right? I mean, not elite. elite, Great, great quarterbacks. Great quarterbacks. Top ten
1: top Tier quarterbacks, I'll say top tier. You know, my, yeah. my, my, my elite level quarterbacks is a very small list, <laughs> you know. What yeah, what I mean. I mean, like, yeah, I mean,
3: you got they're three of them like, here. I only they're have all three guys over. who could carry, a all franchise, except maybe yeah. one of them in Jimmy G. I mean, all of these guys are franchise guys, they could carry a team on their back, whatever. I'd make an argument for Hill, but sure, yeah, I get you know. your point. But oh, <laughs> yeah, also, like I don't think I think Tannehill's in that Jimmy G
2: category kind of thing, but oh,
3: he? yeah, he? yeah, yeah, kind of because he needs that running game. We've seen it with him, yeah.
1: I'll say this, though. I think um the, the thing was Alex Smith and the old Patrick Mahomes thing. I think when they drafted Patrick Mahomes, I think Alex Smith was like 37, or 36. He was old. But so, Alex Smith
3: hasn't really done much in this league. Like, he's nothing. He's like he's he has a it. solid quarterback, he has but, but he's not like a game-changing quarterback who makes crazy throws and stuff like that.
1: He's, he's a smart quarterback, and he could win. As far as, like, win games. I'm not sure, like, Super Bowl and stuff like that. But the thing with Alex Smith, he was 26 years old. I don't think they would draft Patrick Mahomes. But – the thing is he was old and he needed, they needed a replacement. They had to look for the future. You know, yeah. he was 37 years old. Um, that's yeah. why quarterbacks usually do that. It's, it's kind of uncommon when they do it, when you have a young quarterback, but I, I get it. You know, there, there's no for sure thing with Jared Goff, but I mean, I think Jared Goff earned his, his say for next year. at he least. Well, he, he got that. Um,
2: he, he gets it regardless. He's getting yeah, he that, gets that. He's he's that opportunity regardless, like next year. Like there's no, yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
1: But the thing is with me, I think that he deserved a chance as far as like, he needs weapons and, We've seen quarterbacks look like complete doodoo when they don't have their weapons. Right. Um, the guy from Carol, Arizona, there's a short guy, Kyler Murray. (laughs) When he doesn't have his weapons, you saw how he looks he looks
3: guy. I'm (laughs) not high on Kyler, man.
1: Kyler Murray looks awful. I mean, you gotta look at the first five, six, seven, eight weeks. He was an MVP conversation. He was. And then he down goes Hopkins, down goes Murray. Murray looks like complete dog shit. He looks worse than golf. He looked awful. Yeah, terrible. he was pretty
3: bad. Yeah. Oh, we well, see this well, all the time.
1: Look, well, look at look at Dak Prescott before he got um Cooper. Mar- or Cooper. He looked like dog shit. Ah he, he I, looked like dog shit. I don't shit know about that. I've always Amari been Cooper. high. I've
3: always been high on deck. Bro, I, don't I think know about their
1: record that. was terrible. They traded for Omari Cooper. They didn't have anyone
3: though. Like who do they have? They had like an old ass Miles what Austin. What I'm that's trying to Bryan. say
1: what I'm trying to say is if you don't have weapons, you're not gonna be the greatest quarterback.
3: Right. You're exactly gonna have.
1: Jared Goff didn't have the greatest weapons this year. He made something out of uh, St. Brown. St. Brown blew up the end of the year. So why don't we see Jared Goff with more weapons?
3: That, that's fair. That's fair. And why not? Like, I, I'm I'm with you on that. But I feel like we've also seen Jared Goff with more weapons in L.A. And I just don't think he's it. I'm
1: not comparing L.A. Because you look at L.A., what did he do his last year in L.A.? Uh got benched. He got. But look, look at his numbers. Did he <laughs> leave the league in turnovers? What he Dude, do this year was with absolutely terrible. nobody? You look at the L.A. Rams weapons, look what he did this year. What did he do like,
2: this year? I mean, he threw the ball away on fourth downs multiple times. I,
1: I get that. He did a lot of dumb shit. But <laughs> you look at the numbers, the, the, the turnovers were way under. Because he didn't I mean, throw the ball for the first 13 weeks. I, I get that. But, I mean, you got to look at I mean, how are you going to throw the ball when you're just handing it off? I'm, say- I'm saying he had a better year, which is crazy to say, uh, this year than he did his last year in L.A.
2: He had a good last – Four or five weeks, yeah. He
3: started, he started off, off really bad. We got to remember <laughs> that. Of like it. it was a tale of two halves, basically like more than two halves. More I mean,
1: than two halves. He played one good month. He started but off really who, bad. Who Who's at fault with that? I mean, he has some fault to it, but He's you gotta look at a lot of part. it was not having a, having absolutely nobody, correct? Not, his old line was a complete mess, and the play calling was trash, trash juice, correct? Yeah, no, yeah, fine.
3: there's no arguing that. Once Decker came back, they in Reynolds. Obviously, stuff opened up for Amin Ross and Brown. Hot goes down right. There, a lot of stuff happened, but no credit to golf. Like I said, he played well down the stretch, but he needs to um he needs to show more of that next year.
1: Absolutely, but he, like I said, if you know he did that with just having um Ross St. Brown. Now you get TJ back. You add probably add another receiver in, in free agency that works out. You draft a guy. Now you have the office full of weapons. Get Swift back. Jamal Williams back there.
2: You don't need you running backs in this. You don't. You don't need running backs in the system.
1: I mean, you <laughs> no, have. That's a great thing to say. You have an offense full of weapons. Now, now you're looking at Jerry Golf. I personally, honestly, feel like, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, like I did last year. He could probably have his best year next year if they do this right.
3: It's possible, but I'm not banking on it. Yeah, but I don't am. think the lines are either. I mean, he gets
2: they, he gets opportunity if he plays well. It, Okay, oh, I'll say this best case scenario Jared Goff is your guy going forward because then at that point you're not trading draft capital, you're not investing more money into a free agent, right? That, that is the best case scenario. But they're gonna look at it as how far could Jared get me? Could Jared take me to the next level? Could Jared be good enough to get me to the Super Bowl? He's got to answer that question this year. It's make or break for Jared Goff.
1: There's yeah, no way around it. If, if he has a, a, a comp like a, a roster with he has weapons and he doesn't, he looks bad. Then, yeah, it could be the, the, that would definitely yeah, I mean be the I, end I, jerk golf, but I, I
2: think, think it. yeah, i don't I don't even think he has to be bad. I think even if he's like just average and they just don't think he could elevate the team. I think they can move on still and look
3: for another piece. This is the thing with golf I was just thinking about this. He kind of like the inconsistencies remind me a little of Kirk cousins. And I think the Vikings fans are sort of are sort of fed up with cousins. um. You're going to have your ups and downs with him, but can you win a Super Bowl with him? Yes, but a lot of stuff had to be perfect around him. Just like Jimmy G. Yeah, so I feel like he's kind of in that tier. Kirk Cousins maybe is a little better, right? But I feel like he's kind of in that tier right now.
2: I agree 100%. And that's why you see teams like the Niners, they go out and they invest a lot into a guy like Trey Lance because – we saw what we could do with Jimmy G. He's okay. He could get us far, but we need everything around him. Imagine now if you pair up an elite quarterback or a really good quarterback to go with this team that we already built. Your team goes from a good team to an elite team. And there that's and, and that's what NFL teams are going to do. That, that's what I'm trying to say. And, and, that, and, and that's my point with Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff can make you a good team, but I think you have that potential to be an elite team if you build this team really right. Hundred yeah. percent. And then they've
3: been to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo either, and they don't yeah. want him anymore. I mean, like, look at Jared. They're too. done. They're pretty much done with him. After this year, they got Lance ready to go next year, and there's rumors that they're going to shop him in the off season. And,
2: and and same thing with Jared. He went to Super Bowl. Like I think Jared has the potential to be good enough. And you put him in that tier. I agree, hundred percent. Like that tier, like tier four, probably tier three, where like they're good, but it's like you have to have everything around him. And I think that's what Jared is.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah uh, you know what with the um the whole 49 ers situation too I I do think his uh, uh Jimmy Garoppolo's health and I, I think they just lost faith in him you know playing all 16 17 games Yeah That was, that was another factor into it besides his inconsistency but No,
2: no that too I look like, okay, no.
1: I think I think the health was the the biggest reason because he's have not been there he just they used all his money on him and how many games he played for them
2: Sure, yeah, he, I mean, he missed yeah, a lot of time, but Tannehill, T- Tannehill, same thing. I think teams are trending towards wanting to take that next step and, and make their team from good to an elite. And I think that's the correct approach. That's what I would do if I was ever in office. Yeah,
3: that's what I would do too. Um, if you have a guy who's okay, okay, you stick with him, but if you could upgrade, upgrade, right? Exactly. That That's how I feel. Um, I mean, you
2: got nothing to lose if you have a perfect team and you're just missing like an elite, like if you have an elite quarterback, it masks so many flaws. Just look what Stafford did for so many years in Detroit. If we 100%. don't have Matthew Stafford, he went from you know, not to say this was much, but like you go from like an eight, nine win team to now two wins, one win, three wins, whatever. You're, you're like, you go from an average team to a below average team really quickly.
3: And yeah, yeah, that's I'll be honest. If you had Patricia right now and he didn't have Stafford, he wouldn't win no games at all. I agree. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll say this. we had Patricia and we had this coaching staff, we would go 0 yeah. 17. For sure. 100%. I think I think so. 100%. I no. Yeah. 100%. If not
2: 17, maybe you get like one you slip one game. But yeah, I get your point. Yes. Yeah. You're very bad.
1: Yeah, the, the coaches staff, you know, coaching definitely does matter.
2: Um, yeah. So that was my little rant of, you know, if you love the quarterback, a quarterback, go up and get it. Yeah, go up and get yeah. It. All right. Well, All let's right. get into the senior bowl, though. I want to mention that, too, because I want to mention more than just the senior bowl quarterbacks. I just want to mention the quarterback position in general. Um. So I'm glad we got to that. So let's get into Malik Willis. We mentioned him a lot in this episode, but we didn't really get into the intangibles that he offers. I'm going to start off with you, Pierre. What's something you see in Malik Willis that, you know, good
3: or bad? So this is the good. He's mobile. He can move. He's 225 pounds. Hard to bring down. Like, he's not, like, easy. He's big. Um, 6'1", 6'2". Good size, right? Uh, Rocket arm, but makes a lot of mistakes. That's the thing with him. He reminds me, I don't want to say, like, Josh Allen, but, like, Josh Allen had some issues in college, and they took a while to correct. Josh Allen's also, like, 6'5", too. He's a lot bigger. But he kind of gives me those Josh Allen vibes. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be Josh, but just think it's coming out. He's so raw right now, and he's kind of a boomer bust. And I actually was wrong on Josh Allen. I thought it wasn't going to work out, and look at him now. I mean, he's playing this weekend. Uh, Malik Willis. So if he has a good Senior Bowl with like good, better talent around him, right? Like we got to look how he looks. The accuracy is better. He's showing that arm off, and he's hitting those long, those deep throws. And that, I mean, the ball zips when he throws it. You see it. This guy has a strong arm. He's talented, but. He, those downs. I mean, one day he'll throw like three touchdowns. The next game he'll throw three picks. Yeah, I was. I was going to ask. Very inconsistent.
2: The decision making of Malik Willis. Do you think a, a good coach could fix him up and maybe like fix that decision making and maybe make him, you know, a really good NFL quarterback? Because you bring up all the intangibles. He has elite stuff to be like. He has the intangibles to be elite. But does the decision making scare you from you know maybe not reaching that level?
3: I believe that if he's with the right coaching staff and the right team, yes, I believe he could reach his ceiling. Um, it might not be year one. It might not be year two, but like year three, year four, year five, when you make those jumps, you know, I feel like this kid could – because Josh Allen struggled his first two years. He did. And the Bills didn't give up on him. The third year, they went out and traded for Stefan Diggs, right? And he just went crazy.
2: Like, he balled out. All right, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Does this staff have the intangibles to get the best out of Malik Willis?
3: We've seen what they've done with guys like Jerry Jacobs, AJ Parker. I mean, hell, Amon Ross St. Brown. I feel like they do, Tyler. I feel like the staff could develop. Now, I want to see how he does in the Senior Bowl. This kid, Malik Willis, has the highest upside of any quarterback in this class. And maybe a team would take a shot at him in the top 10. I don't know, top 15, whatever. But the Lions are going to be working closely with him. They're going to be in meetings with him. Um Burnell is going to be obviously in a lot of memes with him. Whoever the OC is, I don't know Ben Johnson, Dan Campbell, whoever that is right now, but someone else, uh, whoever that is, they're going to know this kid. They're going to watch him closely. They're going to watch him every day in practice. They're going to see how he studies in the film room, see how he interacts with his teammates. Is he a good leader? Like, there's so much more than also on the field. You have to see off the field as well. How is he in the locker room? How is he with his teammates? Right. So, um, that's huge with him too.
2: And I got one more question for you before I kick it to Malcolm does the intangibles intrigue you the most out of this whole quarterback class to maybe have the highest upside going into the NFL? Like if
3: you get the full potential of this guy, I think he
2: could be the best in this class.
3: Do you agree with that? 100%. I think him and Howell could be the best out of this class. Um, Willis has a little of a higher ceiling, but man, his, he needs some time. He might need to sit a year or two, just kind of get, get those, uh, get that development going and kind of stopping him like from, Throwing three touchdowns one game and three picks the next game. All right, Malcolm, tell me how much you hate Malik Willis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate the kid, man. That's that's messed up, man. He hasn't even done nothing.
2: Tell me how much Uh, you dislike him as a quarterback.
1: How much do I dislike the fact of Detroit Lions getting him? Now, let let me just say this, okay? So Malik Willis, you know, I think a Detroit Lions situation will probably be the best situation for him. Like I think if he goes to a team that needs him to start right away, Washington. Um, Carolina, Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe um, goes anywhere like those teams where they're like, "All right, you're the best guy right now because we have absolutely nobody. You're on the field. That's gonna it's not it's not gonna be good." I, I'm just gonna say that I'm, it's it's gonna be very similar to the quarterbacks we've seen this this class. It's not gonna be good. He's not gonna he's gonna make a ton of mistakes. So I think him being benched for the first year, you know, learning the NFL. Will be best for him. So yeah, Detroit Lions situation probably probably be best. Now this is what I don't really like, uh, as far as the Detroit Lions drafting them. Okay, so I think Malik, Malik Willis is gonna get drafted pretty high, or he's gonna go pretty high, because I think he's probably the first, second, or third rated quarterback in this draft class, depending on what he does in the Senior Bowl. He could easily, if he has a good Senior Bowl, he could easily be QB one in this draft class. Some, some draft QB10. analysts, yeah, 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 some draft analysts are putting him at QB one right now. If he has go. a
3: great senior bowl, he could go in the top 10. If There's any okay. of these guys have a great senior bowl, they could go like, and I mean grabbing, I mean just like throwing dimes all day, not making mistakes, just like yeah, I'll, I'll add to all right point. I think if he has a great senior bowl, he can move up to the top three.
2: Bro, yeah, if he has
3: a great senior bowl and he goes crazy, I wouldn't be mad if we took him at to. Like, yeah. I mean, by crazy, I mean just like Throwing dimes all day, not turning the ball over, being accurate with the football, just like playing out of his mind.
1: So, so you're gonna put one game and automatically say he's lead prospect at that point. I'm not
3: one game. These are like practices too. Um, I don't care about the game. The game I yeah. think doesn't matter as much as the practices.
1: Yeah, I mean, you originally said the game. That's why. I, that's why I brought that up. Um. Well, yeah. That's they call yeah. it the senior bowl. So. Yeah, okay. So, so, so you're saying if you had a great practice, so if it practices are on point then you don't mind.
3: I mean, we've seen guys in the senior bowl. They've jumped from like the fourth round to the second round, second round to a top 20 pick. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. the guys yeah, jump yeah. in this year. We saw Josh Allen in the senior bowl. I believe like he wasn't rated that highly, but then the bills took a chance on him.
1: Yeah. I mean, the re- the reason why is because all these quarterbacks are really close. Prospect wise. I mean, there's no elite prospect, but the point I'm trying to make as far as Malik Willis, he could, he could be the second, third, first, second, or third quarterback taken off this board. So I, I don't see any chance of him being where we, as far as our ranch pick, if you if you're going to trade up for a guy, would you trade up all that draft capital for a good prospect quarterback, versus potentially waiting, you know, build your team around and then potentially draft moving up to draft a elite quarterback prospect? That that's that's the thing that you want to that I'm looking at, especially with the Detroit Lions situation that they don't need a quarterback this year. You don't need it. Is is if if you get one, cool but I don't think it's like a dying need. You know, we have so much other needs. We need linebackers. We need, we need another D tackle. We need a receiver. We just so many holes that we need um, for this team for you to say, let's move up and get Malik Willis. Let's, let's move, this throw draft capital, move up to get this good QB prospect. And that, you know, we don't know if he's going to work. I mean, you don't know if any QB is going to work well, out. That's though. anything. Yeah, exactly. But right. you're, you're, you're moving all, you're doing all that for a good QB prospect when you could, Wait next year and do that the same thing well, for an elite. Uh, I'll I'll sum
2: it up for you, Malcolm. If they're trading up from, they don't think he's a good uh, prospect. They think he's an elite prospect. If you're moving up from they're, Malik Willis,
1: I don't think there's no elite Q, Q, QB prospect in the draft. Well, that's
2: well, how they would view it. That's how if we you maybe not view it as any elite, and I would agree with you. But if they are trading up for him, and if you're taking Malik Willis the top three pick or a top five pick or even in the first round. You're taking a court like the way I look at it is you don't take a quarterback just because you need a quarterback. I don't care if the I'm Steelers with you. you take a quarterback when you love a quarterback, and I'm I think you. and I think teams sometimes fall in this trap where it's like we need a quarterback so badly. Like the Steelers this year, they're not going to have Big Ben and they're going to obviously need a quarterback. They're
1: gonna, they're, they're gonna, I think they're going to jump the gun and draft. Yeah, a quarterback but and like and loser. yeah,
2: but like if you don't love a quarterback, don't take him. Don't fall into that trap just because you need a quarterback. I have to go draft one, even though I don't love this guy. I love this. You know, this linebacker, I love this edge rusher more, but I'm going to take a quarterback because we need one. If that's the case, go out in free agency, go sign someone for another year and, and do a reevaluation next year. You shouldn't just take a quarterback because you need one, because when you're spending that capital, that high capital on a quarterback, you better damn near love that guy, because that's a guy you're expecting to be your quarterback for at least five years, at least five years. You don't just take one, just take one.
3: Tyler, I think when you look at the Lions, I think the Lions front office is not they'll just take a guy just to take him. And I agree 100%. With and them. we've seen them. Um, they're aggressive too. Like if they love Malik maybe they don't think he's elite now, but they think he could be really elite in a year or two. Uh, because when you draft, you're also drafting for the future. You're not drafting now, unless you're a team who's trying to win now, right? Yeah. When you're the Lions, you're, you're basically still drafting – towards the future in my opinion like you guys said this team cannot still be rebuilt this season they'll be better but like that 30 is when they make that big jump right uh it's when you have more cast space when you guys are more developed from year one and year two and year three you kind of add to what you need and you kind of go and hopefully compete for the division and super bowl playoffs whatever i feel like bad Holmes is different though they know this is a reap they got six-year deals right so they're not like gonna be you know, oh let's go get a quarterback right now we need no. If they love the guy, take him, right? But don't mm-hmm. just take him. You take. don't got to rush it. Yeah. If you're looking at the board and say, like, you have a guy who's, like, number 40 and you have a guy at 20, you're probably going to take the guy at 20. That's what Holmes would do. And yeah. yeah. I remember even last year, Sheila Ford asked him about a receiver. And he needed a receiver, but he didn't take a receiver just yeah, to absolutely. take one. Right on. He's the like, there's Buy the, the kid from the USC, whatever. We think we could get him. Yeah. And they they obviously loved him, but they didn't panic. And he felt to them, and they took him, right? Yeah. So.
2: But that's right on the money. You could have arguably made the decision that – or, you know, you could have arguably made the decision that wide receiver was the biggest need on this team last year, and they waited till all the way to the fourth round because they didn't think anybody was worth taking at that point. In the second round, first round, third round, whenever. They didn't think it was necessary to take a receiver, and they thought there were better options. So that's how you sh- – if you're doing that for a receiver, you should absolutely be doing that for the most
3: important position in, in football. And, that's and, I think they position will. I, and I think they will. And I think they will. Yeah. Um, maybe it's not. I, maybe they won't even take one this year. Who knows? Like, if they don't, I don't care, right? I mean, if they do, whatever.
1: Like, you know, with the Lions and the, and the receiver situation last year, they knew that draft class was deep. That's why they didn't really panic as far as, you know, needing a wide receiver. I know mean, we talked about that in the offseason, yeah. you know, last year, how deep this receiving core, you know, receiving class was. And like, we'll talk about guys that if this was just different draft class, you know, those guys in the fourth, fifth round would probably be second round picks. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, that that was that was a factor to it as well. So I'm just saying in general though,
2: like you don't take a yeah. guy unless you absolutely love the guy.
1: Yeah. Just, I'm, not, I'm not sure this dra- this QB class is that deep though, as deep as the wide receiver core that you can just set back and be like, Oh, this guy's gonna fall to us in the no. fourth round. Yeah, <laughs> like no. they do the same brown. You know? I don't
3: think like QB class are necessarily ever deep. You have your top guys, and then you have the guys you take a chance on in the mid-rounds, right? So yeah. this year, I mean there's top guys, there is no like number one option. But it's not necessarily like weak. It's just there's no top guy. Like all these guys we've mentioned, they could all be first round picks: Howell, will Willis, Ritter, Pickett, and Strong. Yeah. Zappy is more like a second or third round pick, late two, early three, maybe even fourth round pick. Um, but these guys, and even Matt Corral, Matt is probably a first round pick, depending how his ankle checks out and all that stuff. So. It'll you know, be like, interesting.
2: Like, I even make the argument, like, even if you're not in the Detroit line situation, like, where you have a quarterback right now, I mean, I'm even making, like, an argument if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, you don't have a quarterback on your team and you absolutely need one. I still would not rush and take one if I don't absolutely love the guy. There's always stop gaps that you could sign. You could always trade for one. I'm not taking a quarterback unless I think this guy could lead me.
1: Yeah.
2: And I mean, that's how I think the line should look at it.
1: Yeah. But a lot of these guys probably could lead a team. I mean... I, I want to be shocked that probably four to five of those guys. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, and
2: whoever's taking them believes that.
1: Yeah, I think they could be, you know, they could be starters in the league. And who knows? Maybe one guy breaks out and has a phenomenal year. You never and, know that.
2: And the team that's taking them absolutely believes that they're gonna they're gonna have that guy that's gonna break out.
1: that's yeah. why
2: you took
3: him. I also feel like when you look at Pittsburgh, and I forgot which podcast I was listening to, but Mike Tomlin doesn't want to wait and develop a young quarterback. He likes to win. He's never lost. I'm just a saying, even
2: even if whatever position you're in, you just take a guy whenever you think you love this guy and you think you could win with him.
3: I think the Steelers are going to try to trade for a veteran. I don't think Mike Tomlin's in a point. I where just he brought wants up an be, example but... for a team that absolutely needs a. quarterback. no, no, no I'm just they saying, don't have like, one. Um, when you look at other teams too, like I don't think Carolina is in position right now to develop a young quarterback. Absolutely, right? now, when you have a guy on a hot seat right now, you need to win right now. You go yeah, out and trade um... for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I don't think Washington is also – I don't feel like – I don't think they want to develop a young quarterback right now either. I think they're ready to win now. Like you have all these teams right now, and you have some veterans that could be available. You have the draft. It's going to be really interesting, man.
1: All right, and that is a wrap to part one of our Senior Bowl quarterback episodes. Stay tuned for part two. That episode will be out very shortly. But again, we want to thank you all for tuning in. All of our listeners that are that tuned in, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave those reviews. And we'll be back for part two of our Senior Bowl episodes. Stay tuned for that. And with that being said, I am out. Peace.